So from uh, Tin Glass, we've got Spaghetti Smackdown. Spaghetti Smackdown. And are these all going to be ones that where, <laughs> where you fight and also a, 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 a kind of food? I mean, that they all sound very much like they could be just reality shows yeah. on Netflix now, yeah, can they? absolutely. Spaghetti Smackdown, like, it, it seems kind of like like a, a streaming service ran out of ideas. <laughs> like, what could we do? Oh, we, we've, we've already got a show where they try to make cakes and it goes bad. Mm. Uh, we've, we've already got a, a pretty pretty good cooking show. Like, what what's I've, what I've surprisingly got, easy to make? I've got an idea. Yeah? Right. They're like, yes, yeah, sp- yeah, we'll make spaghetti, so let's make that, whatever. Let's give it to, I don't know, that guy's been bothering us for ages for a show. Yeah. Let's just give it to him. They don't remember who he is or what he what he pitched. Yeah. But this is the guy with the most out there ideas, right? Yeah. You know Spaghetti Junction? Like, the ridiculously, like, a Spaghetti Junction like of, of highways. It's a concept more yeah. than an actual yeah, yeah, place, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. I was just like, is there a place called Spaghetti <laughs> Junction? No. Um, Did but... the Beatles sing about Spaghetti Junction? I can't remember. <laughs> Spaghetti Junction forever. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, that was Spaghetti Junction. Sp- <laughs> <laughs> um... Anyway, um, they so a spaghetti junction. Mm. We'll call it you know the one that's like in LA. It's all the overpasses. The one at the start of um, another day of sun. Just like a load of oh yeah, various yeah. overpasses, underpasses, things that go all over the place. Yeah. <clears throat> so suddenly that just shuts down. Oh my like, god! There's walls go up around the edge of it, right? Yeah. And these um, uh, these chefs are released into well no maybe it's not even chefs it's just people on the street yeah are let out of their cars which have been all the others cars have been automatically locked so they're stuck yeah right the idea is that each one each each highway as they pass over each other yeah has to feed the people on that junction for as long as they can with what they've got and by what they've got, I mean anything in the cars that they can find. Right. So, so like... Who keeps that much food? They don't. Normally in their car. But they might find a truck full of fish. They yeah. might find a hot dog, uh, like a burger van or something. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, they, there's, there's enough on a highway that some like they'll have different specialties and they've just got to try and make the best dish and in each on an, on each highway is a plant someone who's like oh no i'm i'm dying of hunger uh, and there that's the judge <laughs> I, I don't know like <clears throat> i i think i think we we have we have that, and then it, it's a reality show isn't it we we just we shut down spaghetti junction i think i think i think I don't know. I, I I kind of feel like we maybe put it from the like a, a split um, uh, focus mm. on one person who's in it, yeah, and then the guy who's running it, yeah, or something. Like, or, uh, running man, kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Spaghetti uh, Smackdown, <laughs> yes. And so, like, you have someone who's like, I don't know, who would you cast? Maybe, um, uh, huh. Who is who's 
fun that's been in something recently uh, like just someone who's kind of like a bit down to earth a bit like sort of because they're going to have been a, a like a prison chef right like a sort of someone who who had to make do with what they had uh, Taika Waititi Taika Waititi yeah. yeah he's down to earth yeah um, and he's and he's like stuck in this this thing mm. and it's just like hey you got to keep these people alive and you got to do so with as good food as possible yeah and if and if if the judge finds out that you're that your food is good some of them will be let out (laughs) (laughs) the rules of this reality show are so vague yeah 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 Yeah. it's like you get nine out if it's a nine out of ten food they give you a score out of ten yeah and if you succeed if you if you got eight out of ten then uh let's say 80 percent of the people on the on the thing get let out yeah um uh and the uh the like the problem is that the other places are coming to try and take all your ingredients because they're like climbing they're putting like you know cables up and trying to climb to each other oh yeah um and uh and it becomes a kind of like you know survivor yeah 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 like that that kind of thing where you've got like different camps all of whom are willing to do whatever they can to get out to get out of there fair fair like they're they're all kind of flipping on each other and stuff jk simmons plays a uh an an ex-army uh chef who's like willing to destroy the entire uh thing of taika watiti's part of the road i i like how the guy running it uh played by arnold schwarzenegger Mm -hmm. in a reversal of roles (laughs) yeah um he's now the big businessman who runs uh (laughs) who runs this dystopian reality Mm. show um he he made it so that all these chefs yeah are in spaghetti junction at yeah. once he's he's uh what's it the architect of he's this he's masterminded the whole thing yeah, yeah yeah he's made the he's like pushed them all like pieces on a chessboard and i think I, this might be better as a tv show because i mm. kind of like the idea of like him Arnold Schwarzenegger trying to finagle his way out of um having to <sighs> deal with any reconcil- like a- any of the problems that this is going to bring up right mm. legal problems he's shot an entire part of the road down yeah. and that's against the law yeah yeah and <laughs> but he's like got a little private army protecting it because he's got- he's been given billions of dollars from <laughs> this, Netflix this seems way too much no no uh, this is he's just very rich yeah yeah I-, I love how this is a Netflix special like a Netflix uh, original yeah and Netflix is kind <laughs> of also the bad guy yeah their, their poor oversight is what gave r- rise to essentially a supervillain. Fair enough. Fair enough. There we go. There's uh, Spaghetti Smackdown. <laughs> Makes good TV, though. It, it does. It. You can't argue with that. Food competition movies. Mm-hmm. You just asked me whether I've seen any. The answer is, of course, no, because there aren't any. We've found a genre that doesn't exist. Yeah, kind of. Um, I mean, there is. There's. there's a... Obviously, there's the there's the TV genre of yeah. of food competitions. Yeah, you nailed it. The the reality and, TV show and you uh, bake British great off. Yeah, um, but then you've got um, a couple of movies that feature it. Usually, Hallmark movies. Yeah, like, like the the best Christmas baker or something. Yeah, like it, that. it's kind of like. Um, uh, oh, I'm never gonna get to to finish. Or no, no, that that's it. It's like, 
I'm a I'm a, 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 a sous chef at a Michelin star restaurant. Uh, and uh, I'm, but I I'm have to go away from the big city, but f- to the funeral of my great aunt. Oh. So now, but I'm going to be here. Oh, I'm stuck here because the the <laughs> Where passes is are the all. Plot of this movie the, going? The passes are all closed, and I've got means I've got to stay for Christmas. Oh. So uh, so, uh, but but hey, there's the great pie baking competition yes. in town. Oh man. But then the naughty, naughty other family are gonna uh, always win. But this time we're gonna do better with the help of this hunky, uh, <laughs> of, of, hunky of my hunky friend I've just made. Hunky chiseled jawed man who's 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 good at um, lifting flour. Does he have not a bit of a beard? Good at baking. He's got a bit of a beard. A bit of a beard and and kind of like mousy brown hair. Yeah, yeah. And and always wearing like a leather jacket with fur on the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's rugged. I, rugged. Yeah. That's the word. That's the mm. word. Sometimes. Oh no! Is it is it the quirky, the quirky sisters, the quirky brother-in-law who has the uh, the check jacket on? Maybe. That's, yeah. That's the he's the comedy yeah, yeah, relief, yeah. isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Sort of sort of uh, oopsing around. Yeah. Um, oh, I I can't do. Regular dad things, because I was silly Billy. <laughs> and then there's that's, that's the guy. And then there's um, of course the the uh, <laughs> like oh, not talking about homework anymore. We're now talking about all <laughs> oh, right. Um, oh. uh, well, it's just a tangent. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and then there's there's the there's a I think there's one. Um, I can't remember what it's called now. One mockumentary style, like or like uh, at least sort of parody of mm. food uh, competition programs, like Bake Off and Nailed It and all that sort of thing. Yeah, uh, Iron Chef and stuff. Mm. Um, uh, and then uh, on top of that, you've got um, Vanessa Hudgens in the Princess Switch too. So that's that's pretty much the genre. Of course, is Ratatouille. A competition movie. I, I was asked that when I was making the post. Yeah, um, and uh, the answer is, of course, not. Yeah, is no no aspect of competition in that movie whatsoever. Isn't there though? I'm no. sure there is. No, I'm sure there's like a. It's been a while. No, there's no competition whatsoever. There's no rules. There's no yeah. sort of like. All it is is trying to survive this guy's criticism. Yeah, like it's firstly trying to survive the consumer criticism under that head chef mm. and then when that head chef is disposed of <laughs> yeah if you remember how that happens just gets carried away by rats by rats yeah yeah, yeah that yeah. is terrifying yes um if you think uh, about that when he when he tries to when he when he discovers that that um uh remy and co are uh are, are, are helping around the kitchen or just Remy the rat is helping around the kitchen he's immediately carried away by an entire larder full of rats <laughs> like it's the mob <laughs> I remember watching that and us all cheering at that moment <laughs> like this is the weirdest thing this movie in a film where a rat is controlling someone by tugging on this yeah. man's hair. That is the weirdest bit of that it is, movie. It is. They. Uh, um, it's haunting. Maybe the woman brandishing a pistol 
Uh, oh yeah, while he's running through the uh, through the vents. The, the guns, yeah, the, the random. The fact that there's a lot of guns in in, in Paris or, yeah, or just France generally. There's so many guns in yep. in Ratatouille. It's <laughs> <laughs> so weird. Um, but yeah, no, it's not a competition. Never, never, ha- never is really. Mm. I'm trying to think. Surely there's got to be one. There's got there's got to be one. The the, the one he used with. Uh, Catherine Zeta Jones in and not a the, competition post, not a competition not a competition that is uh, about a a woman who uh, ends up working under a, uh, a, a a new chef who has strange ideas that she didn't and they clash yeah. there's a kind of like a, a a personality clash but then they fall for each other right I'm just I'm, good burger there's there's two films called Cook Off. Uh, the Chinese Feast. This is on Google. I Good Burger. I've heard of. I've certainly heard of it. Uh, I Keenan, know. I know. Welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. Can I take your order? It's Keenan and Kel, isn't it? Keenan and Kel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've not heard of any of these movies. A- any Cook Off 2017 movie as a buffet of quirky contestants prepares for a renowned. I believe that's the parody one I was talking about. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, actually, it does look like a parody of a uh, uh, thing. Um, Cook Up a Storm. A culinary competition becomes a battleground as a famous Cantonese street food chef goes up against a Michelin star possibly trained rival. I did notice when when I was... uh, looking through these and looking sort of like researching kind of to see just to find a picture <laughs> for the post um i did notice a lot of them were chinese yeah yeah that's <laughs> little little subgenre yeah. chinese uh, uh cooking, cooking. <laughs> competition <laughs> cooking movies. competition movies but yeah there's not a, there's not a great deal of previous uh ground for us to tread here there really is not yeah. it's 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 like um Water-based post-apocalypse movies. <laughs> exactly. It's like just water world. <laughs> where, that's it. Whereas that was something where we had we had to, had to blend two. I guess we're going to have to blend uh, two kinds of movies again, aren't we? Pretty we're gonna much. We're going to have to co- uh, blend cooking movies, movies about food, which you know you, you've got your chocolat and you've got your your sort of um, most of them are, are rom-coms. Yeah. Um. Uh. Like, and then you've got your um. Like competition movies, uh, a la just any like song competition, you know, sing or what have you, Eurovision, yeah. um, you know, the or Karate Kids, yeah, um, any sports movie where you've got rivals who who don't play fair. This is the thing because, like, weirdly, when I was thinking of cooking competition movies, the, the first film that came to mind was Dodgeball. Uh, of course, <laughs> of course, yeah. Don't yeah. know why. Um, if you can, if you can dodge a, a souffle, you can. Dodge <laughs> <laughs> That's what this boiling pot of soup is for. <laughs> if you can dodge a boiling pot of soup, you can dodge a ball. But um, yeah, I, I think I think the tropes we can kind of bring from yeah. sports competition yeah, movies yeah, yeah. and other and performance competition movies, dance yeah. competition. Yeah, like there's there's um, there's lots of co- different kinds of competition movies. There's even like you know Queen's Gambit type stuff, like. <laughs> You know, it can be these people are operating at a way higher level than us. Yeah. And so we can never possibly understand their 
own like logic mm. so we're just focusing on focusing on the human elements of it where they're burning out and taking drugs in order to keep up with each <laughs> other in making the absolute finest french onion soup you've ever seen yeah yeah and it's it's a weird one because sports right sports is a very good uh thing to put on um film yeah because it's action. It's full of action. Yeah. Um. There's there's uh, uh, the rules are established. You can usually go in knowing the rules to the game. Mm. Um. And uh, even if not, regular looks at the scoreboard does it all for you. Yes. Right? Yeah. There, there was a whole video essay uh, Patrick H. Willems did mm-hmm. on baseball being the most cinematic sport. Interesting. And he makes a really good argument for it. Mm. Although watching, actually watching baseball, the act of watching baseball, yeah, might be the most bored and confused I think I've ever been. And yeah. I, I get American football, yeah. So it's not much of a step up. Like, I've, I've, Tom, I've spoken to you about my understanding of the of, of the rules of baseball. Yeah, uh, I've, I've I've told you that I, I think I understand baseball. Better than 99% of uh, the UK. (laughs) Um, I know quite a lot of it's small rules. I'm a person with an interest in small rules. (laughs) Um, The nitty gritty. The nitty gritty. Like, if that goes over there, but you haven't moved your bat within this 45 degree angle, then you you get a point zone. Is that the nitty gritty? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's the nitty-gritty rule mm. um, uh, that you have to pay attention to. But, you know, um, it, I, I like those little little bits above. And, yeah, I, I in many ways, I disagree with that thesis. Obviously, I haven't seen this movie, uh, this, this video. Probably a very compelling video, um, a very compelling argument. But the, uh, the sort of, like, when you look at baseball as a competition, mm. it makes no fucking sense. Right, right. I, I went through life with absolutely... Watching baseball in movies mm. and having absolutely no idea what <laughs> the plan was, who was going... How, how the guy bowling the ball was in some way op- opposing the guy batting the ball, yep. and only really understanding that the crowd was going to go wild if they got it far. Yeah, yeah, that's. I, I, I think that's it. Uh, I think that's like. Um, I think. I think one of the arguments I'm just trying to th- uh, remember it now is, is the fact that like, the pitcher. That's the guy who throws the ball. I think yeah. right, and the batter. Yeah, I think yeah. are like it, it. Suddenly becomes that Western shootout. Yeah bit and everything's spotlit and stuff like that and yeah and it's kind of like if if you're not what if you're not intimate with the rules yeah you can kind of see what's going on yeah the 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 spotlight is on those two people yeah it becomes a personal struggle it's slow it's slow paced and like there's not much else going on apart from this guy yeah. with a bat yeah so you know board. exactly where in the in the in the stadium to look you know where yeah. in the frame to look because everything it doesn't matter what those guys are doing right now mm. it absolutely matters what these two are, if you don't know the rules right yeah really it does matter what those guys are, uh, those guys are doing because if that guy's trying to get to third yeah um and and like uh 
all you need is for the th- guy on third to to walk home. Mm. You might just try and you know Billy Bean it uh, like uh, with a very small tap down in front where there's no fielders, mm. so that you can even just like um, uh, like hit it with like a, a stopped bat, mm. so that like it the fielders have to run to it and then throw it to one of the base, which is quite far from most of the bases, meaning the guy on third is probably going to get home. Yeah. Right? Like, you can just, you can just about, like, it's tactical. Yeah. Right? Um, if you can take that out, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And, and like, weirdly enough, it, it's, another, it's another thing I've sort of noticed with cricket as well. Yeah. I think just watching cricket on TV, like, with football, the camera just sort of goes up and down... Up and down the pitch. Yeah. The camera in cricket, there's a fucking crash zoom. Mm. And like, zoom out, zoom in, zoom out, like all the time. Yeah. To say, like, cricket is possibly one of the slowest paced sports of all time. Yeah. Like, and this is including people who play chess by just talking to each other over the phone every every day for a minute or so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like... (laughs) Play by post. Yeah, you know, like, like they do in movies sometimes. They do. People, you know? people do it online all the time by forums. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> but um, to go back to my point, yeah. my original point, is with food movies, yeah. there's not many of them and they don't tend to be that good. Some of them win Oscars. Like, I get, yeah. Like, there are exceptions to the rule. Uh-huh. But I'm pretty certain there are tons out there that are terrible. Oh, like that, sure. that, that we never even hear of. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's really hard, like with film. Yeah. Sight and sound. Yeah. Like sports. That's what you got. Great for yeah. that. Yeah. With, with cooking. Yeah. <laughs> it's scent and taste. I mean, which and, you cannot and, get and across. Look and texture, right? And, yeah. And so, like those two. As you you watch any Ghibli movie, mm. you can really convey, yeah, right, and you can actually spark people's imagination with that, and you can and you can sort of, uh, it's it's possible. It's just, and 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 like the texture and the sound and the um and like the look and the color, mm-hmm. all of those are very evocative. But but no, Ghibli movie is purely about food. No, no. That's that like that that's it. Like that they, they get I mean, if Ghibli did a movie about food, yeah. it would probably be the best food movie yeah. that's ever been made. Like maybe Ratatouille is is probably that. But right? I feel I feel like no one would ever make a food movie that was about food. Like Yeah, obviously uh, it's about the people who Yeah, make exactly. Food. It's, <laughs> that's, that, that, I think the point being that like Ghibli doesn't make a movie about food. Um sports movies Aren't about the they're, they're about the rivalries yeah. and the drama that that is the high stakes of winning. Yeah, what people will do to get to that podium. Mm. Um, uh, like we don't. If we if we wanted to watch, if we wanted to find out what happened at the end of the Karate Kid. Yeah. Uh, because we wanted to know who won the tournament. Mm. It, we, we may as well watch a karate tournament. Yeah. Um, 
but like the point is it's about the 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 low blows and the it's about the kind of um the kind of rags to riches of it all you know the mm. sort of um someone with no fighting expertise uh, is is plucky and uh, gets a gets a break and works hard and and and, and overcomes a uh, people who don't play by the rules yeah and that's part of um, sports is good with that because it has rules that are there that can be bent, can be broken. Uh, there is a there is an expectation of like the scenario around it. Cooking, I think, can do that too. Yeah, I think we can. I know what you mean with the sort of like we can't make a movie where it's just like, oh, look at that cake. I bet it's tasty. This is this is all based on the fact that yeah, we're going to make these movies. Yeah, uh, like, <laughs> we're going to make these movies. And it's going to be really hard. Well, I, the viewer, sorry, the listener has to understand what we're trying to make. I think that's the important yeah, yeah, thing, yeah. right? Our listeners on the podcast have to understand what we're trying to make them imagine on screen mm. um and so like there's what i guess what the point with this conversation is we don't have that we'll imagine it's like you know speed racer except right because yeah. there is no comparison with these there aren't isn't that genre some good uh, some good food in Speed Racer those those pancakes look amazing yes that's true those berries on the top yeah it's true oh it's (laughs) it's just sort of it 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 always weird Speed Racer just freaks freaks my freaking bean Um, (laughs) like the fact that it's so like all American it's yeah. really weird. It is it is odd, isn't it? Yeah. Like it's it's super it's American. Based on anime. Yeah. <laughs> like the anime is kind of like that as well yeah. though. Like that's the strange thing. Oh, yeah. I, I, I mean, I've never seen the anime. I just from, I assumed that it was just like from the from the episode I watched. Okay. <laughs> because like it's really bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it it's kind. It kind of leans into the. It, it's. It reminds me a, a bit of like. I'm not sure which came first, wacky races or that. Mm-hmm. But it's. It's kind of like. Uh, this Japanese animation house watched Hanna Barbera cartoons and was just like, <laughs> "Let's do this." Yeah. Um, that kind of thing. So it's very. It, it looks very American. Mm. This is the episode I watched. I can't remember. Yeah. What happened in it really? <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, it just freaks me out the fact that it's like, ah, yes, we've got this this um, movie based on uh, on an anime, uh, and it's like, oh, yeah, can't wait to get back to some big pancakes with berries on. Top. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, to be fair, pancakes are now very. Uh, you know, popular in Asia because they've got that kind of uh, stretchy, springy yeah. um, uh, thing to them. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. So from Reese Howell, we've got the Bakewell incident. Ooh, the Bakewell incident. Bakewell, village in Derbyshire. Derbyshire, the I Peak think, The yeah. Peak District, yeah. famous for the Bakewell tarts. Mm-hmm. You know how many bakeries there are in Bakewell <laughs> how many it's a lot bake well by name bake very well by reputation yeah that's, that, I think that's that's what it says over the over the sign as you drive it's in got a picture of, it's got a picture of Felicity Shagwell <laughs> 
from Austin Powers. Yeah. But... You can, so you can imagine her saying, Bakewell by name. I was going to say, I don't think I've ever heard that line in anything else. No. No. Felicity Shagwell. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so um, are we going to do this? This is the the... Maybe it's the inception of Bakewell as a town. Maybe it's how a cherry ends up put, being put on a tart. Because you can get Bakewell tarts without the cherry. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you haven't had a Bakewell tart, listener, try one. They're great. They are good. Yeah, very Mr. good. Mr. Kipling does some very it's nice kind ones. Of like a cherry and almond kind yeah. of slice, kind of, kind of a tart. It's very, they're very, they're very sweet. Yeah, very sweet. The um, the, the iced ones are yeah. quite nice. The mm. the iced ones with the cherries on top. They're the extra sweet ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, there's a lot of a lot of bakeries in Bakewell. Yeah, and I think this is like a competition mm-hmm. to have to get the best Bakewell tart. Okay, right, and so the Bakewell tart. This is set now. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Sure. We could set it in any decade, really, but like any, any decade, any decade since the Bakewell tart was invented. Yes, of course, of course. So it's like it's, it, there's all these bakeries in Bakewell yeah. that are coming together to to make the best Bakewell tart. Okay, and I think one of the uh, one of either the judges or the bakers gets murdered. Okay, and yeah. it's it's up to it's up to a Hercule Poirot figure <laughs> to come in. Yeah. And uh, and kind of assess this assess this ra- like raggedy bunch of bakers. Yeah, like that they're all they're all they've all got quirks. Yeah, um, uh, like so you've got Rupert Grint who plays Hector Bake Poorly. Yeah, um, <laughs> you've, you've got he's from out of town. <laughs> you've got Gal Goddard who is a baker who yeah that's her main character. That's feature. that's her main character picture. <laughs> Who is a baker? Who, um, yeah, shit. I think, I think she's just there. Like she in... was, no, she was in the military. Yeah, um, you've got a baker <laughs> who, um, uh, who uh, is uh, from, been sent from the Vatican to learn how to make the Bakewell tart. Yeah, because the Pope was like, I need, I need to know <laughs> how to make a baker the well tart. And and they they loved Bakewell so much that they just stayed there. Yeah. Um and, uh, and they, 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 yeah, we find out because it's like um, uh, Murder on the Orient Express, yeah. where we find out layers of these people's characters as we, as we go along. Mm-hmm. We find out that he's a rogue. He's like a rogue reverend. He's all, he's hiding from the Vatican. Yes, yes, because he's he's got the secret Bakewell tart recipe. He doesn't want to go back with it. He's stolen. Well, he's stolen it from the Vatican archives. <laughs> Jesus yeah. once went to Bakewell <laughs> and got a Bakewell tart yeah. and, and it was the best Bakewell tart ever and he's using this recipe now. The holy recipe, yeah. And um I think Ray Winston, he's he's there, he also runs a fish and chip restaurant. Yes. There. He's, he's like, a he's a um, he's kind of an under undercover boss sort of situation, right? Yeah. Where he is a billionaire. Yeah. But he hasn't told anyone because he wants to live out his dream as a small businessman. Yeah, there we go. That's, yeah. <laughs> that'll be where people are going next. These billionaires, they want to live out their dreams yeah. to be a small businessman. Because been, all, all through their lives, even though they've been like, they've they've been catapulted into money yeah. by having connections and family and all that sort of stuff, mm. they 
believe in the in the dream of capitalism so much yeah. that they want to pretend that they can make it on their own they're a self-made person yeah so to prove it they they put aside all those billions and only use it you know when they really want it like a bottle of <laughs> bottle of uh you know chateauneuf de pap um and uh they and, and or, or to pay off a uh, inspector who's about to find out uh, who they are I really love the concept of the undercover boss episode with Donald Trump. Yeah. <laughs> like, just just that episode where it's like, it's, <laughs> it's previous president Donald Trump. What? <laughs> like, that new guy. <laughs> the new, like, <laughs> this, this person employed for... for uh, Trump, Trump Hotels. Yeah. Like, he's just a cleaner. <laughs> and he's like, the new guy... Looks like I'm pretty sure he is <laughs> ex-president Donald new, Trump. New, I've uh, I've got uh, I've got new hair <laughs> and uh, I've got glasses on. <laughs> He's got one of those like fake <laughs> yeah. noses and mustaches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it can't possibly be. And he's like, "Go, on, okay, all right, clean this room." <laughs> he's like, uh, "I don't know how to do any of that. It's my first day." Um, <laughs> I've, it's like, I've never cleaned anything in my life. You're 70 years old. I can drain a swamp, but I can't. <laughs> I can't clean a room. It's like, why aren't the toilets made of gold in here? What's what's wrong? What's going on? <laughs> why did I feel like that was Ben Stiller? <laughs> yeah, it's Donald Trump yeah. in, this, in this weird episode. Why aren't the toilets made of gold in here? <laughs> And he's there just like, I'm going to call room service. Should we get room service? And he's, he's trying to get this other guy to, to just break rules. Yeah. I'm going to call, just, I'm going to call room service. You want to call Mike? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Completely misunderstands the point of undercover bosses. I work with Mike. He's got a lot on. Yeah, yeah. Why would we call him? You know, we're just going to break the rules, you know. Like, uh, we're just going to... And and so he's trying to get him fired. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, yeah, that's he's, it. He's trying to get him to so just so he can go. You're fired. Yeah. Um, uh, but no, um, yeah. the Bakewell incident. Mm. Ray Winston with his fish and chip shop. Yeah. Um, and he's and he's pretending to be a, a a working class guy. And who's playing the detective? Who's who's playing this Benoit Blanc? This Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe yeah. in a in a in a. Join join up again with. Oh yeah, uh, I forgot Rupert, Rupert Grint's in this movie. Rupert Grint was yeah. in this movie. Yeah. Um, as, as who did we say? Oh, he's, he's Hector Bakepoli, who we Hector haven't Bakepoly. we haven't quite fi- figured out who he is yet. I think I I, I think Hector Bakepoli. You know what? I'm I'm seeing I, I'm not seeing Rupert Grint. I'm seeing Lin Manuel Miranda in that role <laughs> again. Yeah. Yeah, is yeah. That, that, okay, yeah. You're, I, 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 you're I right. Think, yeah. You're right. For this character that we haven't made any details of, I do think that Lin Manuel Miranda is a better fit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think we're going to have to give a bit part to Rupert Grint though, yeah, just yeah. to say. He can be in there. We're um, sorry. He'll be a gardener. And um, But in the end, what happens? Uh, I, th- I think they all did it. I think it's just, it's it's just, just murder on the Orient Express. Express. For the Bakewell incident. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> There you go. Daniel Radcliffe is uh, <laughs> is French French inspector. Yeah. Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel Van Cleef. Yes, he's uh, he's the guy that that susses them all out. 
and has a really nice Bakewell tart at the end. It's a poison yeah. Bakewell tart. Yes, but he uh, he has the poison Bakewell tart. He eats it, and then he reveals that he knew who did it by annulling himself to that poison. Because of course, cyanide tastes quite a lot like almonds. Yeah. Meaning he knew what poison they'd be using, so he annulled himself to it, and therefore uh, uh, that's the way he reveals that um, uh, that he knows who did it. Brilliant. So from Ross Originals, we've got Breakfast Surreal. Breakfast Surreal. I love it. Yeah. I, I, I love it especially because, like, in the concert... So I was like, okay, whoa, you can do some really cool things with, like, going through a Cheerio and suddenly you're in a strange extra-dimensional space. It's surreal, man. Look, it's it's a, it's eyes with, with the, the... But you go through the pupil and you're in a Cheerio. Yeah. Oh, whatever. But also... It's got to be a competition. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's the strangest thing. So I like this not as a cooking competition, mm. but as a competition to be the next mascot for a breakfast cereal. Wow, so, so you can get very surreal with this The one. next Honey Monster, yep. next Count Chocula, yep. the next Tony the Tiger, you can get... You get some real weirdos. Because, because if you think about it, yeah. the honey monster from Sugar Puffs... What is he? What the fuck is that? <laughs> is he a bee? Yeah, yeah. Because if he's a bee, he's far too bulky and humanoid to And this be a isn't bee. the first time surrealists have been uh, uh, asked to do food stuff. Yeah. The, famously, Salvador Dali did the uh, logo for Chupa Chups. <laughs> did he? Yeah, like they're like I'm not, I'm not joking about that's that. That's real, a genuine yeah, that's thing. I mean, so <laughs> so for years, Sheffield Wednesday had a Salvador Dali uh, on, <laughs> on, the, on the front of their thing because they were sponsored by Chupa Chups. Chupa Chups, the the lolly. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think weirdly, I don't think he got paid much for that as well. No, Salvador Dali uh, did a lot. Oh, did a lot. Uh, this is this is the world according to Matt. Um, the Salvador Dali uh, did a, quite a lot of uh, work uh, for commercial uh, enterprises. <laughs> Another fun fact about Salvador Dali, yeah. right, that I learned the other day is uh, Yoko Ono yeah. asked Salvador Dali for some of his hair. Yeah. And instead of giving her his hair, he gave her like a... Like, a few things of dried grass. Right. <laughs> because he was afraid she was a witch. <laughs> like, that's, that's a fact that when I learned it, for me, just escalated. Every sentence just got better and better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was... um, the, uh, I mean, uh, he's also, I've, I've got a tarot deck downstairs by him yeah. that was made for a Bond movie <laughs> that he was like, he was he was gonna be paid for right yeah but he spent too long on it and the film was made by the time and he and it was too he made it too expensive because he was paying too long on it yeah so the amount of money he asked for it in the end when he started making it was far exceeded the budget they had for it in the movie so they just never they never made it they just never yeah. made the deck and wow. then so later on the art was all there so they just published it wow yeah. that's that's incredible was that Octopussy I'm guessing that's the uh, only one I can think of with a tarot deck in it that or Golden Gun I can't remember yeah. one of the two um, but yeah so, so surrealists like like they, they go this serial yeah. like at the moment it's it's just as bland as as 
cornflakes yeah. or rice yeah, krispies it's, it's, right it's got it's got uh i mean rice krispies has snap crackle and pop well this is the thing the weird elf aliens <laughs> the, the 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 cereal i mean is just bland oh, yeah, cereal yeah, yeah, at the moment yeah. it's just a white box with <laughs> cereal, cereal on it, written yeah. on it and they go right Kellogg's are doing some weird shit. <laughs> Bring your weirdos. Yeah. <laughs> Kellogg's and Nestle. Is something hiding under your bed? <laughs> have you been, have you been uh, secretly protecting a creature in your local forest? <laughs> Kellogg's and Nestle have been doing some real weird shit. <laughs> did, you cr- did something crash at the bottom of your garden recently? <laughs> Bring your weirdos and we'll make them the next... <laughs> oh, I love it! I love it. So, <laughs> so every, I feel like this is like a Pixar movie, you know, like or even a short, maybe. Yeah, uh, yeah. Where like there's this whole every loads of kids are bringing their like yeti. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> sort of, they're bringing the monsters that are, <laughs> that come through their their door at night. That kind of thing. Sure, sure, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll we'll, we'll put Mike Wazowski in it as well. Yeah, just as a little cameo um, from Mike Wazowski. Make, just to hurt me in my soul. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, mostly it's like you know, it's it's yeah, it's an alien from like uh, this, from the movie Alien. From the movie Alien, a xenomorph. Um, <laughs> just Ridley Scott coming in. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it'd be H.R. Geiger, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. H.R. Geigeros. <laughs> a uh, cereal that when you look at the box is just like, hmm, <laughs> I kind of don't want to eat I this. Know where, I feel like I'm going to inflict pain on something by opening this. Yeah. <laughs> opens... In fact, when you open it, it goes... <laughs> and it's... It... It's like stringy bits of like mucus. The box looks like metal, but it kind of just opens up like like someone opening like doing open yeah. heart surgery yeah, or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, you're like a rib cage. Oh, maybe we go with that. Maybe that's that's the end. It's it's how HR Geiger got a cereal uh, got a cereal made. Yeah, yeah. I, I I just I like the idea of everyone bringing their cryptid from around the world. But yeah, twist. It turns out to be the FBI's. Like uh, <laughs> the men in black, they're trying to yeah, they're trying to restock Area Fifty One <laughs> because they've all got out. Yeah, <laughs> got out. that's the twist. Um, and so it's these kids who have to band together <laughs> to get their favorite cryptid out of the uh, out of Area oh. Fifty One. They sort of like they. <laughs> I love this idea. So there's this this warehouse in in Scrubland outside LA. Yeah, and um, like they are they, they everyone drives to it and they're like. You're going to be the next the next big stars and they bring them all in right and they're all mm. holding hands they've got you know the kid is short and the monster's big and it's like a big noodly creature or whatever it is right yeah. flying spaghetti monster whatever and then just as they do that like one of the men in black pulls a little chain and just like shutters come down around the outside and the sign you can now see because the shutters changed yeah. is area 52 that's that's, <laughs> that's the sequel yeah as, they're just a making scene. a new one <laughs> just to, because everyone knows how to escape from Area 51 yeah, 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 everyone yeah. knows where it is yeah. hello just want to say thank you for listening to the Lives of Pitch deleted scenes we hope you've enjoyed it if you have maybe consider sharing it with your friends on social media by word of mouth 
anywhere really, maybe put it onto a, a thumb drive and just throw it at someone. And maybe even reviewing it on wherever you got it. If you find it somewhere on iTunes or Acast or wherever, maybe review it there. Five stars, thumbs up, give everyone the heads up. Like I said before, thank you. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Bye.